All right, welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. A very bittersweet episode because the Super Bowl is set. The matchup is upon us. It is a good one. We have Big Goat versus Little Goat, Baby Goat. Uh, The bitter part is we got to wait like a full 13 days for this. Jen, how are you, number one? And then number two, what the hell do we do for 13 days? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm okay with how it all came out on Sunday, ultimately. And for the next 13 days, I think we start party planning, like get your menus ready, figure out what you're going to do. If you're having a small gathering, socially distant with masks on or vaccinated friends, maybe you even have like party games, like maybe like, have you ever done this at Academy Award parties, Jerry, where you have like the ballots and everybody votes? Maybe we do it with props. You, you know, could do that. Gets the most right, and that's pretty fun. good. You know what else is a good one is uh, commercial bingo. Have you ever played that? No, but that sounds so. It's awesome. basically a bingo board, and every uh-huh. ad that comes up, you just like that's basically what like the number are. So you Pepsi-Cola. gotta, and you gotta get your line like bingo. I've won a couple of those. Um, Have you I'm already in a couple of the exotic pools. props. Have you done like the Gatorade showers and things like that? Uh, no. I mean, I feel like. Um, I, I have a long run of like heads and tails. I'm pretty locked in <laughs> with heads and tails. My brother, who knows nothing about football, like literally nothing, still thinks Peyton Manning is playing. Uh, Wait, he Peyton hit Manning's like two years in a row on like some good odds on the prop that there'll be a safety, which I think started in that second giants Pat Super Bowl, like first possession for the Pats. They snapped the ball into the end zone. So he's hit that a bunch. Uh, I don't know about the Gatorade shower. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't do it for me. Does that do it for you? Doesn't do no, it for I, me. No, it's just fun sometimes to get those those props. I know they have some where you know you can like the national anthem. On. Yeah, how long is the national time anthem? Will there, will there be a scoring drive shorter than the length of the national anthem? Things like that. So we should find some silly ones, or we should make some silly ones up. Do you have? You know what the greatest national anthem performance of all time is in the super bowl right this is not even debatable you might be a little too young for it like a tiny bit no ready oh it's it's whitney houston well i was gonna say whitney houston but then you said i was too well i mean i was 10 so you're younger than me i mean you were like a really really little (laughs) girl everybody knows jerry you're just getting more points get more points for my street cred thank you (laughs) That was that was the greatest national anthem of all time. It's not even close. What are some of your Super Bowl foods? What foods do you want at a Super Bowl party? See, okay, uh, we're probably going to get into a debate about this one. How do you feel about the boneless buffalo wing? Is Big it, is fan. It still a buff- Big fan. Me too. Okay, so Big fan. To me, a boneless buffalo wing is delicious. I, I don't need the bone. That. Don't need I don't the bone. Either. I don't either. And I've been made fun of for saying they're not real wings. It doesn't count. I don't care. I just want the good chicken. I don't want to gnaw on some tiny bones. Well, on tiny bones is disgusting. Well, look, mm. I almost can cons- I, I prefer boneless wings because I'm not like the biggest wing fan in general. So, but I will say it's almost like two different things. Boneless wings and regular wings it's are true. almost not even related. I mean, 
boneless wings are essentially like chicken nuggets in some mm -hmm. really good barbecue sauce, which I'm all in for. But like the best wings I ever had were in the Bellagio in Vegas, which also I think um, there's these two restaurants. Stack is called as one and the other is called Fix. I think F-I-X, Fix. And it was the first time I ever had on the menu, they were called like lollipop chicken wings. Mm -hmm. So they were literally like on the bone, but like in the shape of a lollipop and that shit came right off and it was delicious. And anytime I ever went to Vegas, I'm like, I always had a, a even sometimes it was like my one o'clock lunchtime snack before the flight. I have to go hit stack or fix and get some of those lollipop chicken wings. But I'm much more of a boneless wing fan. We did one thing that was fun one year and this is a lot of work and this doesn't really work in COVID times. If you're going to have a big party, okay. Mm -hmm. And if your group is into this, we had a chili contest. You got Now, if you're a chili fan, this works. Everyone brings their own. You set it up on the table in like crock pots or whatever. You don't say whose is whose. And then you everyone does like a tasting and you basically have a big uh, vote at the end. It's a lot of chili. It's a lot of chili. This is why Super Bowl Saturday might be good because you got all day Sunday to figure it out so well. after. You don't want to go to work after a chili competition. But that was pretty, pretty fun. Do you have any other go-tos besides the wings? Well, I always have to have guacamole. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the Texan in me. I have to have guacamole. And then the rest of it, I'm fine with. You know, what I always love pizza, you know. Pizza's uh, always a good one. Always. I mean, yeah. for me, pizza's like an everyday food. It's almost its own food group. So you said guacamole. I like a queso. Yeah. Give me like a queso. Oh, I love a queso too. Did you ever have Rotel dip growing up? <sighs> I don't, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what that is. Okay. So maybe this is a Texas thing. I think it is. You take a can of Rotel, which is basically. I don't like even know what Rotel is. Oh, Jerry, I'm about to turn you on to a whole new world. All right. Bring it. Go get a can of Rotel and then go get a block of Velveeta cheese. I know it's disgusting. Put them in a microwave together or really even better on the stove. It's amazing homemade queso. That's it. Velveeta. Rotel. I'm in. It's, that sounds fantastic. Perfect Super Bowl food. Yeah, I don't even know. It's going to be hard to figure out what to do for this year's Super Bowl. But um, I, I, is this the best? This is really the matchup that we wanted, right? Like, could we have even hoped for a better matchup? No, there's no I way. Mean, this is it. Again, solidifying the NFL as the league that <laughs> just has the best storylines and why they're so far in front every, than it of every other league, like MLB, NBA, NHL. Could you write a better storyline than Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes? No, he even recreated he his video with Gronk. It really seems like, and I know it's easy to say when you're winning, it really does seem like that Tampa Bay team enjoys each other's company. Like they stay, right. I don't know what's going on in the locker room. They certainly seem like they're having a lot of fun. The Bills, on the other hand, I, all right, should we just should we talk about the games? Um, yeah, let's talk about the games. And then we'll we'll maybe preview some stuff. Okay. Now, I don't – I have not played a lot of football in my life. Shock, all right? Nor have I coached a lot of football in my life. And you'll be really surprised to hear this, Jerry. Neither have I. I don't know. I feel like you would have been like a great safety. Did a little flag football. Like a little free young. safety yeah. over the middle, like Ed Reed, <laughs> just kind of like just looking to lay someone out. Um. The one glaring thing, and some people have tried to even say this, like explain it a little bit on Twitter, but what on earth was McDermott doing 
going for two down 17. Has there been a proper explanation? No. Or is this just like coaches like looking at the chart that says like, oh, you have like an 8% chance of winning versus 6% chance of winning if you go for two here? Like what was that? Because so, that's just simple math. It's simple math and it's frustrating because <laughs> we're watching at home and you know what? You don't beat Kansas City by kicking field goals. Nope. You don't beat Kansas City by making scaredy cat moves. You got to be a warrior. And that's what we want to see. We want to see a game. We want to see the fight. I think, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm a huge MLB fan, but I have the same problem when I watch Aaron Boone manage in the postseason. Sabermetrics have gone too far. These stats have gone too far. And unfortunately it's keeping coaches from using this common sense thing called if something's working, don't fix it, it <laughs> right? Just just mm -hmm. go with the energy of the moment. And that's something that isn't calculated on an Excel spreadsheet or with an algorithm. So I don't know why they do this. They, they look at the numbers, the percentage chances, whatever. We're talking about real humans in real life with fans, with people cheering for it. Play the game and play like men. Don't play like Brady cats. Nobody wants to see this. This is playoff football. And the same thing for, you know, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. Why are you kicking field goals? Were you at all worried about the Chiefs when it was nine nothing? Like, was there any part of you that's like, oh wow, like they're gonna lose? I, so, I even at nine nothing, I still was like, eh, that actually is like what the Chiefs need. I think was, to like get their blood pumping. Yeah, like what happened in that Houston game last year. Yeah, um, they did that all year last yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point because they like that. I did think for a second, wow, that's the break. That's the lucky break. Maybe Buffalo is the team and it's just going to happen. I mean, at that point, we hadn't really seen Patrick Mahomes on his toe. We hadn't seen him enough. So I thought maybe they're just going to get the lucky break. I did have a moment where I thought that. I still thought it was probably going to be about a three-point spread. Uh, but then very quickly, we saw there was absolutely no issue with Patrick Mahomes' toe or his concussion or anything. And it's just like his world and everybody else is living in it. Well, whatever the issue was, uh, the team doctors certainly did a good job of making him feel no pain because he was moving really? around. He was doing Mahomes thing. It is, I, I don't know, this is probably not a big deal. But to me, and I'm not a Bills fan, but this would frustrate me. You get that touchdown. God, just make the extra point, please. I know yeah, they moved it was... back. I know just like, and I'm not saying that swings a game, but man, it like, oh, just to go, just to go up 10 nothing. I don't know. 9 nothing and 10 nothing are just very different to me. Like, I don't know why it sounds silly, but I, I just, ah, oh, you lose momentum with that. And I definitely think that we saw in this game what experience is. And, and we saw that in the NFC Championship too, but having the composure to be in this situation Josh Allen just looked jittery. He just didn't look good. And last year in the playoffs, it was the same thing. Remember, they were up big on the Texans. And then Deshaun mm -hmm. Watson, not as jittery, locked down the same way Patrick Mahomes can and said, uh-uh, we're coming back. I'm the better quarterback, and this is the better team, and we're going to win. He just set his mind to it, and Josh Allen just started falling apart. Now, Josh Allen has been better in postseason this year, better in regular season by far, but he just couldn't do it when it came down to it. When he had to face off with Patrick Mahomes, you see that extra seasoning, that extra level of why Patrick Mahomes is a level or two above of Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen has been possibly the most improved quarterback all year. But God, Jerry, I just hope that this means he'll finally shave that ridiculous. 
ridiculous mustache. I think the stash goes now. Oh, I think I like it. I'm a big I fan. Look, I, I have a beard going for a couple of weeks now that and that's just because I like the way, you know, I've been shooting my jumpers at the gym. So I'll keep a playoff beard, <laughs> you know, as long as possible. A couple of things I know is I do wonder if like all the field goals do hurt a quarterback's con that that's something I would love to ask and get like an honest answer, which you'll never get. Be like, hi, how, how you doing, Mr. Josh Allen? When you know you're in the red zone on fourth and shorts, and your coach pulls you off to Besides. kick field goals against the Chiefs, who you know are going to score a lot more points, like does that, does, like what does that make you feel like? Does that fire you up? Like next time, I'm not going to even leave a consideration for a field goal, or does that like hurt your your spirit a little bit? Because I could see why that would be frustrating. Forget about the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think Lafleur Lafleur like knows it knows that, that mm -hmm. was a giant mistake and he would definitely do that over. And I don't know. I just feel like on that one, if Aaron Rodgers, God, like if anyone could say, fuck that, I'm going to like Mahomes quite a few times. I've noticed on like fourth and shorts and stuff like that. He just starts motioning like with his hand for players to come in. Like he it doesn't even look like he's giving an option to the sideline. Like if it's fourth and short, he's motioning yeah. the package he wants mm -hmm. in. I, I don't know. I I I I just wish Aaron Rodgers would have like stormed the field and been like, no, uh, no, I'm the MVP. I've basically carried a lot of this offense, and um, I'm throwing. It. So I would love to ask Josh Allen if that bothered um, your Devin Singletary rushing yard. So thing. sad. It's just it's just not so that, like sad. that's and that's what I that was my analysis last week. Not that either of those two teams could run the ball. And the Josh Allen over on rushing yards was like a no-brainer. I was almost mm -hmm. done in the first quarter. Jen, let's just say I know of someone. I'm not going to say it was me directly. Maybe I might have been involved. Maybe not. Someone had a same-game FanDuel Sportsbook parlay with four <laughs> players for anytime touchdowns. And those four players were Dawson Knox, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, and John Brown, let's just say someone had a $50 same game parlay that would have paid six grand and fucking Josh Allen doesn't even look at John Brown the entire game. I was watching. No one was more locked in on John Brown than me. No one in America probably uh, was more locked in on where John Brown was for that entire fourth quarter. And I would see, okay, he's, he's, he split out left by himself. Looks like one-on-one -on -one coverage. Josh Allen was not even looking in that direction. It was a freeze out. He froze me out specifically. Uh, so yeah, that hurt. That hurt. I was texting you a lot. Yeah. You worry about your friend's parlay. About my friend's parlay. Yeah. yeah friend's I was parlay. texting yes. you. I was texting you a lot. And uh yes. Cole Beasley, I know we've heard oh a million God. people say, what a warrior. I get it. There was one play where he went on the sideline. I'm like, okay, he his career might be in trouble. <laughs> He's back on the field two plays later. He seriously played on a broken leg. He played on a broken leg. Tough mother, mother effer right oh, there. Man, tough, God. tough this dude. This team um, wanted it. They just, they just couldn't get it done. They just aren't as good as the Chiefs. Couple of other. I mean, I. I think I took over for you as prop Piacenti. My my Thursday or Friday show props, I had the Kelsey two-touchdown two prop, up. the Knox anytime TD, the Brait anytime. It was just a, a run on tight ends, and I think it's going to I think it's going to keep up. Um, do you owe me an apology? I'll tell what you for what. You? I'll be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tell me for what. 
for for playoff Lenny. Do you not feel like you oh, owe me an apology? I forgot about playoff Lenny. Do you not feel like you owe me an apology for sneering um, at my play and just you you yes. verbally assaulted me? I did verbally assault you. Didn't you have fun doing that? Um, <laughs> yes. I, I, I uh, Lenny was good. He broke off what should have been about a three-yard run, turned it into a 17-yard run, Spin touchdown move. run. He looked amazing in that one move. But I will say, overall, there were no running backs that were very good this weekend. I mean, the, Lenny was the best, and we're talking about 55 rushing yards and a touchdown. That's it's That's just 20 in it's the a receiving. passing league, and about no, 20 receiving. Is. But it's a passing league if for you guys who are going into your final weeks of you know, your playoff leagues and you, your many players have been eliminated. Just take Darrell Williams. If you can take whoever's left, you're not going to get your points from the running back most likely. And, uh, good luck. Hope you saved a few really great receivers. Cause Vegas thinks this is going to be a high po- point total. How much for chat. And, and this has been trending and trending this way. We all know it's a passing league. It's been a passing lead for probably almost a decade going close to a decade. But now, thinking about it in a fantasy perspective, mm-hmm. when do we see like a wide receiver taken first overall? Do we ever see it? It's a great question. I think... is it worth like you take a Christian McCaffrey, he gets hurt, your team's right. done. You take a Saquon Barkley, your team's done. Also, the wide receivers don't seem to get, and I'll knock on wood, don't seem to get nearly as hurt as running backs. High That's volume running backs. That's true too. I think it's possible that in some drafts you could see Devonte Adams going early, but I think it will be a while still before it's number one. It's just because of again we talk about position scarcity with tight ends. It feels like there was position scarcity for the elite running backs this year too. I mean, if you had Alvin Kamara or you had Dalvin Cook or you had Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, you were in yeah. good shape. And then, but the you know, else was, was in scrambling. good shape. I mean. I, I again, not to go back to the Gotham League, my running backs were Ezekiel Elliott and Devonta Freeman. My 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 second running back after the draft was Boston Scott, and then I picked up Freeman. Then I picked up Gullman. But you know who else I had? I had Diggs. I had Diggs, Kelsey, Keenan Allen. Um, I, I I just I wonder, like, yeah, I know how great Dalvin Cook is, um, and I know that there's a scarcity at the position. So, but I still, in a PPR, would rather have Stefan Diggs catching 11 balls a game. So, Jerry, you're talking about the zero running back strategy, which yeah. some people have employed. And um, when you do that, that means you just simply don't take a running back until at least after the fifth round, at least. Fifth, oh, it's minimum. fifth round? Oh, geez. Fifth round. I, that's that, called I the would zero say running back. third. No, I maybe go wide receiver, considered- wide receiver, and mm-hmm. then, oof. I, what the hell are you getting in the fifth round? You're getting Devin Singletary. Right. No, you're getting worse than Devin Singletary. Probably. Well, not in, may, next year. It'll be Devin Singletary. <laughs> next year, it might be Devin Singletary. Yeah, I people think took so. him in oh, early. I took year, him in one not. league. I think in like the third round, and uh, yeah, Zach Moss will probably get drafted before Singletary, right? I think Zach Moss, yes, for sure. But the question is, will they sign someone like Aaron Jones? They need to. They need to get that team is really, really good, and they're lacking. A, is a it really official that game. Aaron Jones is done? Like out of Green Bay, I saw and I read something agent. like, no, I know, but like. He fish like that's it. He's like not even going to entertain Green Bay. It seems like Green Bay's already moving on. I don't think from... they've even. I don't think they care. Like they they went and drafted AJ Dillon. Listen, this is what Green Bay did last year in the draft, and this is exactly why Aaron Rodgers made cryptic comments about his uncertain future after the game. It could have been 
sour grapes, but it also could be the fact that in the draft, they traded up to get Aaron Rodgers' replacement, and then they passed again and invested in the run game with A.J. Dillon. So basically, you're saying, uh, sorry, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, like, if you can win a championship this year, that would be great. But the fact is, like, we've kind of moved on already. So if I'm Aaron Jones, and by the way, they never even trusted Aaron Jones enough, even though he was clearly the better runner, fumble this weekend aside. Um, it, they were always splitting off with Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. Like, they never let him really own that backfield the way he could have. After last year, he was a beast. If... And I, I saw that the Packers organization has said, like, you know, we're not idiots. We know it's Aaron Rodgers, so let's pump the brake, you know. And, and they're saying the right thing. And they, look, either way, if you're going to trade them, you know, then that's what you should be saying. You should not be <laughs> ambivalent about that. If you do intend on trading them, you should act like you don't want to because that'll just make the package better. But we do this a lot with Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson is, like, I am starting to wonder – and I'm sure a lot of talking head shows have discussed this already, but are we going to start seeing at least with quarterbacks kind of taking a page out of the NBA book? Uh-oh. Jen, what? I have a storyline for you, Jerry. Okay. Are we going to so, start seeing quarterbacks start going like, all right, uh, I'm out. Get me out of here. Oh, there's going to be a huge quarterback carousel. I mean, we've but they're going to have to be Stafford willing available. to miss money, though, like Maybe. to sit out. Watson may have to make his point and sit out and like potentially give up a few million dollars to get his way out. Yeah. Like, you have to call the bluff. I think that's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, but that's a different thing altogether. But I have a storyline for you, Jerry. Hit me. Okay. So we've been saying all year, we love this storyline of Tom Brady coming back, getting to the Super Bowl, And now we have this awesome storyline of baby goat versus Papa goat. And, <laughs> and here we go. Right. By the way, we will address my zoom background later. Yes, um, yes, we're saving that for sure. <laughs> I have a storyline for you. Okay, Let's I'm listening. say Aaron Rodgers is unhappy in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers goes to New England. <laughs> Bill Belichick. And next year, we get Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. We've got oh an AFC God. and NFC matchup. Come on, talk about that storyline. I think Roger Goodell's head would explode. Like, ah, I we can't believe so this is happening. Money. So much money. Um, that would be, that would be Ultimate tremendous. Ulti oh, the, oh, the only thing though is like, I, well, I love that storyline. That is a fantastic, you couldn't script a better one. That's very creative of you. But, Man, it just seems like New England is missing some <laughs> weapons. I, Aaron Rodgers they, will be great no matter where he goes, but but Aaron Rodgers only had one weapon all year. Oh um, so no, what yeah, Aaron Jones and Tanyan was a good tight end. Well, and, they've got good tight ends in New England. Um, they do. They got Devin Asiasi. They have they have some possibilities there for the draft. But you know, look, it's Belichick. I would love to see it. I, okay, okay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a lot this year. I mean, he had Devontae. About Aaron sure. Rodgers to your Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I a lot of receivers no, over there. Cause there's a lot of receivers. You know, what would be great. Just like, just thinking Aaron Rodgers, and this is lame. I think he probably wouldn't ever want to go here, but I would love to see Aaron Rodgers with the Carolina receivers, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, I just that can't imagine he goes there. McCaffrey? No, I can't either. The logical place to me, I, I, the logical yeah. place, and I don't even know if this, again, I know not, like I'm a dummy. I know a little bit about NBA salary cap. 
NFL salary cap's a whole different beast. I know the Niners are in for Niners. some dough to Jimmy G, so I don't know. But it just that just feels like, I mean, isn't he like a NorCal he, guy? He or yes, he is. That's true. He or Matt you know? Stafford. And I think one of or what about the Colts? Well, that's the more interesting question because look, I, I really do think if Green Bay trades Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you uh, might say, like, you know, they say this in the NBA a lot, like you pay a player for for what he can do, not for what he's done. So you would say the Packers are trying to get way out in front of Aaron Rodgers' decline. But as we're seeing with certain goats, sometimes the decline doesn't come. Right. I saw like Max Kellerman finally apologize. But I've been wrong about Brady for the last three years saying he's going to fall off a cliff. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like you, eventually you will be right. Tom Brady will eventually fall off a cliff. So if you just keep saying it, it might be five years from now, eventually you'll be right. I just can't see what, like, how, like, they'll be crazy to trade Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, think they just they'll be, be absolutely insane. I don't care about the playoff record and the championship game record and losing. I, I get it. Like, he should probably, because he's so talented, maybe have more ring, whatever. I don't care. That guy is unbelievable. Like, the more interesting question, because I think it's more realistic, is where does, like, where does a guy like Matt Stafford go? Where are the possible homes? And you mentioned Indianapolis. That's like one of the few in a weird way. Obviously, teams need quarterbacks. But if you're like that a like kind of older vet who's coming off some down years, like Stafford is right. good, but he's been hurt and the team hasn't been good. What are homes for Matt Stafford? I mean, I think Colt, the Colts are a good one because they yeah. also have the ability to win. And that's something that right. Matt Stafford deserves at this He point. hasn't had a defense or an O-line right. like that in a long, may, I don't maybe one year he had like yeah. a few game run where the team had a good O-line and D. But yeah, that would be the best team he ever played on. And another option would also be the 49ers. I think, 49ers are an option. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, like. Also, I mean, this would never happen because it's in division. Can't imagine the Lions would ever like trade him to the Bears, to right? But yeah, I, Chicago, about that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in Chicago? I thought about Aaron Rodgers. It's in just Chicago so interdivision. Like, would you do that if you're the Packers? Like, here, Chicago Bears go. It, it's too much risk if the Bears went to a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what about the Steelers? I thought about the Steelers too. Obviously, you got to wait and see what the big man does, you know. But if Big Ben is out, then if I'm the Steelers, I am absolutely calling Matt Stafford's agent right away. Yeah. I mean, and then I know there's like so many people are down on Tua. And maybe if you decide Tua needs more development and you miss on Deshaun, I'm a Tua fan. So I'm not saying this is what I would do. I'm just making the case like, if Tua seems like maybe he's a little bit longer of a project, just needs a little more time to develop, maybe get like a rental situation with the Stafford, right. possibly. Right. But there's not, oddly enough, the teams that need quarterbacks are all the teams that are going to be drafting them this year. Right. So there's not a whole lot of homes for the vet quarterback. I mean, he needs to go somewhere where he has a chance to win. Um, I mean... I guess it's possible he could go to Dallas, like you mentioned. It's possible we won't sign Dak. I'm still a Dak fan. I think Dak deserves to keep his job. That He was playing really, really well before that injury. I hated that injury, as I've said, and I'm not a Cowboy fan at all. So I am not trying to – I'm just trying – I was trying to think of, like, you pitched a great hypothetical storyline. I was trying to see <laughs> if I could one-up you. I still think yours is better. What about the Saints? Do you think they're going to stick with Jameis? 
I I would. I mean, I would okay. Too. Let's break this down. Well, if it, if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's a different story, obviously. Right. Stafford or Jameis? I think I would take. I'd take my fucking chances with Jameis. Would you? I mean, I yeah, think I think too. it's better That's money. Why they went and got him, but you do have to wonder still why, when they had the opportunity, did Sean Payton stick with Taysom Hill and not use Jameis? I mean, we basically saw Jameis come out for one trick play. They barely used him, and he he was only on a he was only on a one year deal, right? Is that correct? Was he I think so. Deal? Yeah, I, I think it was. Deal. And um, look, I you can't question Sean Payton. He there's something that he felt or knew or wanted to do. Look, up until, I mean, up until, you know, that playoff game, he's been right all year long, pretty much. The right. results have been there. Right. Uh, and, it just you know, and I give them credit for sticking by Drew Brees and saying, like, hey, man, here's the ball. You know, it was like any given Sunday with cap. Like, just go, go, just keep throwing it, and we'll give you a chance. But I, I don't know, Stafford or Jameis? I think I'm rolling the dice with Jameis. Because also, I like... Peyton coaching Jameis. I think that that is someone who could really help Jameis fix his one glaring better. problem, which was interceptions. Throwing interceptions. Yeah. You know, he, he still could be, especially with that offense, he still could be 5,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. You know, I mean, I know it's a, that'd be a big number, but they have the offense for it. Mm -hmm. I'm very high on, J like, put it this way if Drew Brees does retire and it's Jameis, I'm telling you, I will definitely be rostering Jameis Winston in one of my three or four fantasy leagues. Like that's happening. It's just I mean, happening. I think it ha it's happening for most people. There's I, a good he chance is... he's a top five fantasy quarterback Absolutely. instantaneously. Absolutely. Uh, you might want to check how much interceptions are minus it's, though. In yeah, every league, you don't want one where it's minus six for an interception. Yeah. If it's minus six, <laughs> then you might want to rethink that strategy. Um, but yeah, there's in, in a weird way, there's not a whole lot of homes for veteran quarterbacks. Like the teams who are good, who are, you know, very close to winning, kind of have that position already. But you got the Washington? Bears, Washington for sure. Um, yeah, I mean that is that, a, that be, is probably I, the other place that. that we've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, you and I would not like to think about that. I wouldn't like. Maybe that's why I blocked but, it out. Yeah, and, um, but that could change the team. All they, all they need is a great Stafford to Washington. Someone like Stafford to Washington with Ron Rivera. Um, it's not a competitive division. Sorry to say to our teams, uh, that could be the way that Matt Stafford could. Uh... Yeah. I don't know why I didn't even think of Washington. Cause I guess I just had it in my brain that they were going to be drafting a quarterback, but uh, they don't even and have a great draft. But even if you draft quarterbacks, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to roll them out right away. So you know. Oh, oh, apology number two. You ready to give me apology number two? Uh, okay. You ridiculed me for my Scotty Miller I did touchdown. Not. You that ridiculed me. Did you true. not? Did you agree with me? I agree did you, with you. I you was said the one Tyler that said Johnson. No, 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 no. I said either Tyron Johnson or Scotty Miller. And when we were discussing your picks of the week, you said, I think I'm going to go Scotty Miller. And I said, that's good. You should. <laughs> I have that off roll tape, I'm sure, somewhere. Not oh, well, I just like, I get so few wins <laughs> against you. Like so few where I'm like, I like, I don't know when I, if I feel like I've caught you even like 1% I you for Leonard Fournette. I yes. That you was a ridicule. Two touchdowns. Cole Beasley. And that I was, and that was you. not going to happen. You had a broken leg. <laughs> no, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and I ridiculed you for two touchdowns. Gronk. Those are the three I ridiculed you for. Yeah. And th that deserved, those are, those are reaches. Those and I did reaches. I did also ridicule you for um taking Tom Brady 
Uh, yes. yes. All right. I want to I wanna try on another quick little topic here because, look, we'll be completely honest, guys. There's not a whole lot to do right now. Uh, I think we'll maybe end the show with maybe some early picks. I don't know. We'll fill it out. But I wanted to ask you a question, and I did not prep you for this, so don't worry if nothing okay. jumps out at you right away. All right, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. The Waiver Wire podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free during the NFL playoffs. No deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you could win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Jen, why do you play on FanDuel? I play on FanDuel because I get to pick a new team every game. There's all kinds of different contests. There's a big contest for the big game coming up in two weeks. Single game, you get to pick an MVP. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Contests have full slates. They have single game contests. You can play NBA, you can play MLB soon. It's just amazing, Jerry. Daily snake drafts are available now too, in addition to salary cap drafts. So FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free with no deposit required. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. Now, Jerry, let's get back to the football. This is very like hot take. It's not a hot take. This is like just a fan question. I I realized this after that game because I realized what greatness we are watching. And I know we've talked about wide receiver, quote unquote, duos. Mm -hmm. And I know that Kelsey is a tight end. Mm -hmm. But is Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey almost the best receiving duo of all time? I have a few uh I have a few other examples, but okay. to me, and I get it, I, listen, the way I do this stuff, I don't really ever participate in goat stuff, but when I do, if anyone this happens a lot in basketball and they're like, what's your top? I only go off of what I saw. So uh like if I didn't see him play, it's really hard for me to like like, for example, Fred Bolitnikoff and Cliff Branch. I, I'm sure in 1976. They were awesome, differently. So no hate toward them. I'm sure like there's people out there that will swear by that. I didn't see it. Art Monk and Gary Clark uh, didn't really see it. But now if you want to get into like, here's one. Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald. That's a nice duo. With Kurt Warner throwing the ball. That That's was pretty, nice, yeah. that would like revived his career. That was a great duo. Um, this one depending on, I mean, this one could be as high as you want it to be. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. That was one of the best duos we'll ever see. Here's, there's a few more I've never heard of. Uh, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, greatest show on turf. How crazy is that, that Kurt Warner is connected to two of the best duos maybe that we've seen. You got to give him a lot of credit for that. Randy Moss and a extreme vet, Chris Carter. Now, a lot of that is on the Moss side, but you just look at the body of work. Uh, and then there's some more I've never heard of. Uh, and then obviously you go Jerry Rice, John Taylor. Heavy swing Rice. to Jerry Rice, yeah. of course. And then, I mean, I, again, like I know Lynn Swan and John Starworth. Sure, I have no disrespect. Didn't see it. But now I'm seeing Kelsey and Hill. 
is this the greatest receiving duo that we'll see? I mean, they need each other. They need each other. Well, yeah, because the threat of the other one is what makes the other one valid. It, it's so and, beautiful. It's like a perfect balance well, of chemistry. I think what's interesting is, yeah, technically he's not a wide receiver, so maybe he doesn't answer this question as wide receiver duo, but that's what's so great about it and why he's undisputably the best the position. And I love George Kittle too, um, but I just – George Kittle doesn't have Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, so right. you've only got so much upside there. The fact that – Kelsey can go for two touchdowns, 150 yards, and so can Tyree Kill in the same game. I mean, you got the deep threat. You've got the safety valve over here. You've got big plays on either side. It's it's terrifying. And you it's got a, it's anxiety. And then it's on like, top of that, you could still get Michael Harmon. You could get Sammy Watkins. You could get Demarcus Robinson. You could get Byron Pringle. You could get anybody going off in a day at any time because people are so worried about Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and that's why this team is so ridiculous. But the fact is, between those two, it's even hard when you're setting your DFS lineups. You're like, um, which one should I go for, Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey? Today? It really hit me, though, because like there's so many times, you know, even as a Giants fan, like uh, – there's just so many times where it's like, oh man, how are you? Or even like when you're watching the Saints when they didn't have Michael Thomas, it's like, how are you still letting Alvin Kamara get the ball? But he does. They scheme for him well. They figure out a way to get him involved, and he still has great games. Similar like Christian McCaffrey or whatever, who maybe they don't have this supporting cast. But with the Chiefs, when Kelsey's catching his eighth pass by halfway through the second quarter, right? Of course, you're like, how the fuck are you not guarding Travis Kelsey? Double him. But then they do a little quick like swing pass to Tyree Kill and he takes it for 58 yards. Right. Like, oh, He's that's why. Because there's just so much anxiety. Be I mean, I would have a panic attack if I was on defense trying to figure out, like, pick which one. There's no way you could stop both of them. Right. You can't go in with the game plan of like, well, we're just gonna limit Stefan Diggs. We're gonna take out Stefan Diggs, which Kansas City. Right, which could is do. what they did. Which is yeah. what they did. Diggs no still played with a lot of heart. I love that he stayed after to watch the Chiefs, you know, post-game celebration. And he still made some big plays in the second half. But it was clear the Chiefs are, like, loading up on Diggs. They're like, all right, Beasley wants to get some stuff fine. He's got a broken leg. John Brown, <laughs> he doesn't even look at. And Dawson Knox really was the one. Like, he, he was open a lot. But it's like, okay, go ahead, Dawson Knox. Beat us. Yeah, And it worked. You just cannot do that against the Chiefs. And I don't know how many other teams have a combo that is that each one of those guys is good enough to beat you by themselves. Kelsey could carry you to victory with a monster performance. Tyree Kill has beaten teams. I don't want to say by himself because Mahomes is throwing the ball, but yeah, I don't know. For me, in my generation, from what I've watched, again, I know he's not a wide receiver, so this is a skewed conversation, but just a one-two punch of receiving... I, it, for me, it, I, I think it's, I really do. It, for me, it really was like Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce were terrifying. They were the first to really, with Marshall Falk being one of the best receiving backs, that was really the transition to me into the passing league where similar to the NBA, the thought process was like, oh, you can't win a championship with jump shots, you know, you're shooting threes. And then the Warriors just exploded that theory. The Rams, Gray Show and Turf, one of those first teams that like, oh, you can't win the ball. I know they're like, can go back to like Warren Moon 
And I'm not trying to disrespect that, but the rant, they, they won a Super Bowl doing it. But man, I don't know. Kelsey Hill. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too, because when you said, if you had said, asked me at the beginning of this year, who's the best wide receiver duo, like right now, I would have said Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you know, cause that's where my mind goes. And then when right. you add in Gronk, you think, right. you know, and, and this is just bringing us back to the Super Bowl preview. We have another team that has major threats. It's everywhere. the, it's the sec it's two, it's one and one a, because then you throw in Antonio Brown, if he's healthy, hopefully, he's healthy. you know, I hope he is. Uh, then you really got, this is the, gr- one of the greatest offensive casts we're ever going to see. You said it, Kelsey Gronk, Tyree kill, Mike Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown. I mean the running backs. Sure. Yeah. Whoever yeah. they could probably throw me in Doesn't there in Jersey. Yeah. No disrespect to the running backs, but man, it's going to be fun. Um, okay. You said something off the air that you wanted to do. Do you remember as we end the show? Like oh, if I you want, had to. I wanted to ask you, Jerry, a question. Yeah. So Let's if you had going. to bet today, which of these four bets would you take? <sighs> Kansas City by three, Tampa Bay plus three, over point total of 57 or under point total of 57. You have to bet today. What are you taking? Okay. I, I like that you gave me four. It feels like I'm on who wants to be a millionaire. So. <laughs> I'll let you I'm going to throw out the over under. Honestly, no disrespect. There's so many. I'm not a better. I'm not good at it. I mean, I'm good at I'm good at props. Uh, I could get hot. I've been pretty hot. Even if you look at my extra points, podcast network picks, I think I've only lost one game. Technically, I lost two. I picked the Bucks, but they were plus seven and a half when I took them uh, when I was asked. And then when, by the time the graphics went up, they were Sometimes eight and a half. the graphics changed from when we made The them. graphics changed. So, all right, fun. I got two L's. Fuck over-unders. And I'm sorry if you're an over-under person. And if you like that, I can't tell you what, I have no idea. How am I supposed to know? Sure, I would say the over with these two teams certainly seems likely. The last over-under I took was Browns. Uh, I took the under Browns Steelers. And the Browns almost achieved the the over by themselves by halftime. I don't like over unders. It's just too, too much of a variance. So knocking those two off right away. Oh, this, it's just, it's just tough. If I had to choose right now, I just think it's too hard to go against Mahomes and, and everything we just said. Greatest receiving duo, one of the greatest quarterbacks we'll ever see. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy are on fire. But if there is anyone who could do it, <laughs> if there's anyone who could go into a phone booth and then come out with a cape, it's Tom Brady. I don't I feel mean, great about it. If I had to pick right now, I'd take the Chiefs. So I would take the same bet if I had to pick right now. But I have to tell you, the fact that Vegas has the game this close yep. is pretty big indication of how much they think Brady has done too. And I have to say, um, you may have noticed my zoom background, Jerry. I see. Um, I made this for you. It is Tom Brady and an actual goat. And then I wrote, I believe, and I signed my name, um, because Tom, I'm sorry. You, you, I mean, talk about apologies. I gave you a lot of flack. Um, called him the loat. I called you the loat. And uh, to be honest, I still think that you're the loat. Maybe you're the loat and the goat. Oh, so you're back. Oh. What person uh. can throw 
for 280 yards and three interceptions and still win the game. And not only did you win see the, game, the three interceptions? The first, first quarterback in the history of the NFL to play the Super Bowl at his home stadium, which means he gets to sleep in bed with his own gorgeous wife, Giselle. Hello for the Super Bowl. That's an advantage. But, but why? But, why are you going to die? Why are you going to die on I've this hill, off, Jen? I've, I've gone off. I, I, I'm Why sorry. are you going to die on this hill? It's such I'm a bad sorry. hill to no, die no, no. on. I'm telling you, I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. I think you might be the greatest and the luckiest at the same time. Maybe <laughs> they're not mutually exclusive. I'm impressed. And the fact that you've won your first NFC championship, congrats to you on that as well. I'm impressed, Tom Brady, and, and your Instagram has been charming. And then you went and you threw a touchdown pass to Drew Brees' kid and you're hugging everybody and you're cute and you're charming. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy back in. I'm going to buy back in because um, I voted against you, Tom Brady. I picked against you every time and every time I've been wrong. So Kansas Chiefs fans, you can thank me right now for the reverse jinx. I'm going to go Tom Brady. I'm going to go Tom Brady and I'm doing it for you. I may have to revise my pick because you know what? Brady already has won me a ring this year in the Gotham Gridiron District. He He already has one. But like what a hill to die on. You still like you're still floating the loat theory. Those interceptions, I, by the way, they weren't on three consecutive awful. drives. On Were they three awful interceptions? Drives. Was there some deflections there? Drives. Were there some deflections there, I'm just Jen? Saying, I'm not saying. Wait, wait, wait. It, it's, Did it, he throw I, in the double coverage or like th- throw a little bubble pass where he didn't see the corner and they got picked off going the other way? They were like fluky. They were a little fluky. He didn't look good in the second I half. Don't know. Can and we he definitely it? was throwing the ball up a little on how too much. It is when it's three in a row on three consecutive drives. Can we get sabermetrics on that? Anyone? Matt LaFleur? I'm not saying um, all three were fluky. I'm just saying one was like a tipped pass. That wasn't a bad pass. Good job one was to like. Green Bay. What? Huh? I said a good job by Green Bay. They did come I out. I don't know. Aaron Those Rogers three. He up. did not look good in the second half. And there was way too many like throwing up jump ball situations. It worked well in the first half, but. I didn't look at any of the three interceptions like, oh God, he's what what terrible passes like. But but I didn't but, look at but, it like but, that. But 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 even though Aaron Aaron Rodgers' line is better if you look at it in the box score, Tom Brady was victorious, and that's why he is the goat. Do you like this goat I found by the way? I do like Kinda the goat. Like did you like the did you shoulder? like the halftime touchdown pass? How is that? <laughs> oh, that was that again though. That is Green Bay, just like no, being it's the not. dumbest. Yeah, how did they not get behind Scotty Miller on that? Uh, how did they not? Uh, so, but all right, on. if they get behind Scotty Miller, then odds are Evans is one on one on the other side. That, you think that Aaron Rodgers couldn't have thrown that to Devontae Adams? Of course he could have, but you Tampa can't Bay's double up everybody. You can't double up everybody. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm it was a perfect pass. I I'm saying I believe. I believe you are the goat, Tom Brady. You are the goat because you're able to win. No matter what, you're the goat, you're the loat, and um, okay. You, well, you inspired me to make this awesome Zoom background. I it is my a great Zoom it, background. Tom. See, Jen. All right. So, well, we're, we're going to be back later. Again. We're going to be back later this week, and we're going to. I mean, we're going to start getting our picks lined up. We have a lot of time to kill. Maybe we'll make a little more. Uh, fun with next with the next episode maybe we can do like a weird is it too early to do a mock draft i already missed drafting i already want to do a mock draft oh i'd love to do a mock draft like how early would we take them based on this year and we can talk about yeah uh, yeah i think we do a full year in review of fantasy we can do a year in review we can talk about our favorite rookies our favorite veterans there's a ton we can do done 
All right, Piacenti. Uh, I feel like you're still hedging on your Brady thing. Now no, you're like, well, if he sucks, I could say the Lote theory is still alive. If he's great, oh. I could say, see, I switched to the go. You're kind of, you're, it's you're literally like jinx. a WWE superstar. You're like a heel who could turn <gasps> babyface anytime. But no. then you could turn back heel. You're like Triple H. Listen, here's the thing. I'm believing in you, Tom Brady. I, I admit, I'm, I've sucked back in. You're adorable. You're cute. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the people of Tampa Bay. Don't break my heart. Don't do it. All right. I heard he's sending you some boneless buffalo chicken wings. So uh, there we go. Uh, thank you, as always, Jen. Thank you, as always, for everybody to listen. And, uh, you know, Figure out what you're going to do. You got some time, everybody. But figure out what you're going to do because I think this Super Bowl is going to be well worth the wait. I wish it was on Saturday. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you guys soon.